listening to a Called Collective podcast, where we seek to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. The Called Collective produces multiple podcasts, which you can find in the description below. To learn more about The Called Collective, visit our website at thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at The Called Collective. Good days. Welcome to the Good Days Podcast with Eddie and Charlie. And we are pretty excited because we've got a special guest with us today, Charlie. Do you want to introduce our guest? Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Dan Wetlord. Dan Wetlord is in the house. What up, what up, what up? (laughs) (laughs) Bro, it's so good to have you. It's good to be with you guys. Welcome back to Indiana West University. Good to be back, man. Coming down from Michigan. Michigan. For a little hangout on campus. Yeah, man. Michigan, it's a great, it's a great time to move to Michigan. I mean, back to back, beat in Ohio State. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, oh, oh. (laughs) but then losing to the Horn Frogs. That's a tough one. (laughs) Oh, they 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 had that, bro. Dennis. Hey, but but your team is Maryland, right? Did you grow up a Maryland fan? Yeah. I mean, but we did good. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, you did really good. We almost had the same record as Oklahoma. So I mean, I mean, that's pretty. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's saying something. <laughs> oh, Let man, that alive. sink in. Hey, we that's... had a we had a bowl game, man. He, had, you, he had to look over at Noah, our producer of this podcast. <laughs> hey, he's a Sooners fan. That's what is rough, a terrapin? Tough days. A terrapin. It's a turtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a it's a sea turtle. <laughs> a what's a, what's a terrapin say? Like, oh, yeah. I, it's I really don't intimidating. Know. You know when you think of mascots but the thing is you could have made a more intimidating mascot because like they really play true to the turtle thing but like mm-hmm. i would graphic design wise i would have gone differently on <laughs> yeah. that because, especially the old symbol it was the turtle laying down and then it was just an oh, m on the shell that's and that's terrible. like that explains michigan's i mean uh, maryland sports yeah. in general yeah too wow. chill like yeah, it Not takes aggressive. us a long time to catch up in front of every it, to everybody else that's <laughs> yes. what i'll say especially so. when they join the big 10 that's yeah. right bro Dude, okay we, so um what go ahead i got a quick story with danny oh. <laughs> yeah yeah so it was a we're coming up on fusion we were yeah. a month away uh-huh. um march 31st april 1st mm-hmm. we've got great lineup with lecrae trip lee elevation rhythm doe mm-hmm. hannah watkins revolution yeah. dj aman mm-hmm. tucker i mean great lineup of, of of seminar leaders like that's... eddie shigley dj coleman stacy yeah. shaw i mean Killer. goes on and on olivia yeah. williamson becca even mm-hmm. i mean a ton of people Mm-hmm. But your freshman year, yeah, man, bro, we uh, uh there is this like movement to to, to fast mm-hmm. for two weeks before fusion, mm-hmm. which we did, yeah, and you did, and Grant did, and I know uh, but you guys uh, took it to a different level, man. Yeah, that was, that was Trevor crazy. Lumpkins, yeah, twenty one days, twenty one yeah, days, twenty one days, twenty day, twenty one day fast, the, mm-hmm. and it was more than the Daniel fast. Like you were fasting from what? So there was a specific. Group. So it was a fast for, we did a few different type of fast where you fast something like, you could have fasted something like social media or like mm-hmm. something in your life. Then there was just the Daniel fast thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a group of us that did only liquid. So mm-hmm. like we did not take any solid food in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very water-based, but also just like some protein shakes or um, mm-hmm. juice here and there. Okay. And that was so for, tw- 21, for 21 days. 21 days. And 
the point of it was all of our meal times were then replaced with prayer time for fusion and what mm-hmm. God was going to do on campus and in the students' lives. Mm-hmm. And then also it was prayers for our campus in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime you would feel a different, so anytime we would feel fasting, you feel this hunger and you kind of direct that towards may this physical hunger be a representation of my hunger for mm-hmm. God. Um, and so anytime you'd feel hungry, we'd also kind of set the boundary of like, Hey man, like we're really going to, pray that our hunger for God would grow deeper with that. Um, and that's what we prayed for. And we, re- and fusion was just uh, like amazing that year. I mean, God, it was all God in his plan. And just mm-hmm. the, we, I would say, man, the, the most beautiful part about that fast was that it made what God was doing at fusion so much clearer. Yeah. Like it never felt clearer. In my, so much clarity uh, yes. for and so hungry that when you see what you're doing, you've been hungering for that to happen, then God begins to move in these miraculous ways. Yeah. Man, it just was like, it was surreal. Truly. And you were, yeah. you were a senior that year, right? Oh, no. no this is our no, freshman year. No. Yeah. I was a master. I was <laughs> no, I was, this was that's just freshman point. year. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's the thing. You were yeah. freshman. Literally. Like, and you guys did a little plug in chapel and like mm-hmm. 500, I don't know, 63 like, or something. People came down to... Yep say they're going to fast mm-hmm. something yeah. and commit this time for, to pray for fusion, which for was fusion. incredible. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. Man. It was, and it was pray for them, you know, the God to move in their lives mm-hmm. a month before the event. Yep. Yeah. Literally. And yeah, that was just such a special time. And, um, I can even talk about that more in the topic we'll get into yeah. like mm-hmm. later, but like that played a big part into what we're going to be talking about today. But too. I think one of the things too, is like, mm-hmm. um, I think God often honors this radical act of obedience, Oh yeah, you know? And so he, not only does he honor it in your own mm-hmm. personal spiritual life, because that was mm-hmm. stretching and growing for you yeah. and the group of guys that you did that with, but it was also like he responded with mm-hmm. his spirit at fusion. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we made this deal. It's like, Hey, when this is over, <laughs> we're going to celebrate. Yeah. I'm going to take you and Grant and, and Trev. And, and I, I think we opened it to other people, but it just yeah. ended up being us four. Yeah. And, you know, we waited what a week afterward, or was it like a we day? We waited, so we got finished <laughs> the fast on the Saturday, mm-hmm. and we went on Thursday. Okay, to Texas so like, Roadhouse. <laughs> Texas Roadhouse. Five five days later. Five days. Basically. Five days. But it was still. It was weird because, like, I know as I'm with them on this fast, it was like it. It just took takes time. Yeah, and we went to Texas. And they got the rolls. The rolls. <laughs> and they got the steak. The steak. And they got the potatoes. The and potatoes. They, uh, and they start putting it out. The yeah. apps came the out apps with came. a loaded oh. fries. <sighs> Man. And, dude, Doc. Wow. He broke, <laughs> dude. broke the fast in style. Oh, my goodness. And, and it, was, it just wasn't long enough. Yeah. Oh, the recommendation, especially when you do a long fast, yeah. is that you would just do like soup and salad for the mm. first week to get just your to ease back into. No, it. one thing that's a big red flag is no red meat because it your body probably and we were like, but we were feeling good. Yeah, like, it was just like this is. Oh, no. We're taking it slow. Like let's test the waters. But we and got, Doc, they're young. You know what I'm saying? I got these <laughs> yeah, three guys. 18, they're 18, 19 years old. So I mean, we got this, these we two freshmen in an upper class one with Trev. <laughs> And man, like, I'll never, like, we, there was that one moment 
when I was sitting there on that Texas Roadhouse <laughs> with cinnamon <laughs> butter on my face. <laughs> and I, I really felt like Elijah, and I thought the chariot was coming for me, and it was gonna just take. It just was like God was gonna bring you, take you home right there. I just that was, was like, I cannot, I cannot even. Oh my! And then we went out. Well, into see, the, the parking thing, lot. I mean, people thought we lost our minds because we're laughing <laughs> and sharing. And and then every time somebody would say something about, oh, so oh, we, we, we have to get up from the table and it's yeah. like, oh, I can't did, breathe. Did you start feeling it right <laughs> you away? Just start, oh, because your body's like, hasn't processed that much food in a minute. Oh. So it's like, it just is like, <laughs> like uh, we're on back order right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we get, we get to the parking lot. I don't know how it started. We were just joking. We're laughing. Someone makes a joke and everything. And me and Grant like limp our bodies in the back of Charlie's truck. And Charlie. In the bed of the truck. In the bed down. of the truck. We're just like. And then Trevor Lily is like, yo, Charlie, get up. And we're like, what do you mean get up? We turn around. Charlie's on the floor laughing. On the, on the pavement <laughs> of Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Bros, I, I can't get up. <laughs> well, we were laughing so hard, you couldn't breathe. You couldn't, it was so I bad. And Trevor was laid prostrate on the back seat of the truck. <laughs> we were all laughing so hard. Oh, that my God. I, I was trying to get my breath. It hurt. Like it was like it was like you couldn't stop laughing because it was so funny, but it was so painful. <laughs> oh my gosh! Would I do it again? Yes. Boom. <laughs> was there an explosion later? Uh, no. So anyway, that was a great time. Things were um, that was a let's, great let's memory. Move on. Yeah. You know what's, what reminds me of all of this when we we reminisce a little mm. bit? We talked about in our past class, our podcast yeah. reminiscing. Oh, man, it's it's about how God moved because our our like common denominator is Jesus. Mm-hmm. We just did a, an episode where I was, we we're talking about legacy, mm-hmm. and uh, our relationship is based on this the person of Jesus. That's what keeps Eddie and I so tied together. Yeah, you know, because we don't like the same sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, and we didn't grow up in the same town or whatever. It's Jesus, so yeah. that's so cool about all those people. So we stay tight with Grant mm-hmm. and Trev and every Hannah and, yeah. and, Olivia, and all the yeah. peoples, you know, that are part of those movements yeah. all those years because Jesus is our, Come yeah. on, our yeah. common bond. Man, if it matters to Jesus, it matters, it matters to, to me. me. <laughs> that's right, bro. That's from class. That's a yeah, program. Yeah, that's a, boom. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, you're coming out of your, uh, residency mm-hmm. you're finishing up your masters on mm-hmm. on site up in michigan near yeah. ann arbor yeah and then uh but in a class that we're working on mm-hmm. there's this project that that you dug into and it changed during the course of the yeah uh, of of that class period mm-hmm. where you wanted to move towards really researching and studying and, and digging deep in into loss that people mm-hmm. have once they graduate yeah and then you came back, and I remember you said, "Hey, I I want to I want to focus on what it means to lament." Mm-hmm. So, Doc, yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, so I think um, uh, lament is something that I think is is okay for us to do. Mm-hmm. You know, not only okay, but we probably don't do it enough. Mm-hmm. Like I think as pastors, we think we have to always be up. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to be on all the yeah. time. And that can be that can be draining in itself. Yeah. Just this this pressure of feeling like you've got to be on. 
uh-huh. uh, the fake it till you know it kind of mentality. <laughs> yeah. And there's times when we need to legitimately lament. We need mm. to mourn. We need to cry out to God. Yeah. How many of the Psalms talks about where David is crying out to God and mm. he, he's going through periods of lament, of deep sadness and yeah. and uh, and sorrow and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and taking the time to do that because I think it's healthy for our mm-hmm. soul. And not only to stay, but but to let ourselves be there, but not stay there for long periods of time, but allow God to bring us out of that lament Mm -hmm. too. And it's not like we can wave a wand and drink this thing and snap your fingers and, oh, you're Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But there is also a mentality Mm -hmm. that we bring to lament and also coming out of lament. So tell us a little bit what you learned about Mm -hmm. lament as you research this topic for your project. Yeah. Um, Number one, the Lament the a book in a Bible is literally called Lamentations. Mm-hmm. Um, the author is disputed. People think uh, it could be Jeremiah or somebody else, but um, in a sense, if it is Jeremiah, like this is this book in the Bible is written right after the temple has been destroyed, um, and God's people have been exiled out of the Promised Land. Their temple has just been burnt down. And this is an author, somebody that is, whether Jeremiah or somebody else, is within that literal, like, just like the darkness of being exiled from the land that God has promised you, even because of your own mistakes, too. And it was just this period of where you just read it. And I'll get into the one, Lamentations 3, that's very hopeful in that. But it's, for a majority of it, it just is really stating the darkness that is surrounding them and they're experiencing. and. What I learned is that lament is an expression of grief and sorrow offered and submitted to God. Um, When you, Dave Smith, um, a pastor, former professor here, amazing, amazing man, former mentor and friend of mine, uh, he he said to me once when we were, this kind of, this sparked this whole interest for me. He said to me, Daniel, Many know how to just sit in their sadness, but few know how to lament. Hmm. And he said, sitting in your sadness continuously is the thought process that you are going to find the answer in yourself for your sadness. Lamenting is bringing your sadness to God and knowing you will find direction and peace in him through that lament that God knows your heart. Um, And as I begin to think through this, I think of the fact that you know, I just recently left Iwu, mm-hmm. um, and there's so many things there was to be sad about because of that. Um, the loss of intimate community, um, being so far away from my best friends. Um, what I dreamed, of, like I dreamed to go to this school and do this stuff, and then suddenly the curtain falls, and it's like yeah. that, you know, and I, I still think it goes, think faster, than you it think goes it faster does. than you think. And I'm then sitting there. Um, at the time, like before um, my wife, we got married, I was in an apartment by myself and I'm sitting there with none of my community near me. I'm in an apartment with no furniture and the house feels like my heart. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I'm just oh. lonely in the table, just em- sitting empty. empty. Yeah. And what do I do with that? Do I just fake it till I make it? Do I act just like I'm happy? Well, no, because... Jesus offers something greater than that. And I believe that's a posture in lament to really not just sit with your sorrow, but sit with Jesus in your sorrow. Um, wow. And that journey 
And that, so to answer that question, that is kind of like what I've learned about the basic understanding is lament is it's not instant fixing yourself. It's not shaking it off. It's not even praying it away. Um, it's saying, God, I, this is where I'm at and I'm offering this to you because I know you are the only way for me to be, to find any direction in the mm. midst of this sadness, to find any hope that I can at least have hope that I know that Lord, like you are faithful to me and that you're near to me. Mm. And yeah. So Dan, like yeah. as, as you're processing through mm -hmm. this and, mm -hmm. and writing on it and how cool it is to, to read your work, mm -hmm. can you talk to, to everyone about, okay, what's the process of, of, lamenting but then what's the result of it coming out of that mm -hmm. what do you learn how do you grow yeah. first i think the first thing is to really whatever hat you're wearing right now in life whatever title you're wearing out right now in life take that all off when you begin to lament and just accept the fact that you are a son or daughter of god um i don't know people listening what their parent experiences were um but the way that God designed a parent to be, um, was to be a reflection, both the mother and the father, a reflection of Christ in the church and a place where, um, to step forward in that in the same way that a child would go to their parents to know someone that loves them more than anybody else. Um, you would lay down every other title and the title when you look at them is that you are their son or daughter in the same way in lament, you need to become childlike in that sense. You need to lay down whatever business, whatever ministry title you have, your greatest title in that moment is knowing that you are a son or daughter of God. Um, step two is to I identify the things um, that are really heavy on your heart. Identify those things that scare you to talk about, the scary thing, those thoughts, that things you want to complain about, those things that you didn't think were going to be easy. And you have to humble yourself before the Lord and say, God, this is the, this is the breaking of my heart. This is my lament. Like it's not, there's a lot of people that can be really transparent in the sense of it. the difference between transparency and vulnerability is transparency. You're pretty much saying what's going on, but vulnerability is you saying what it's doing to you. Mm, wow. And, um, that, Man. that's literally like when you, because that, that takes risk. I was just reading in a book. There's a book called um, Pray Like Monks, Live Like Fools by Tyler Stanley. And he talks about in there that our biggest fear in prayer sometimes is to sound naive. Mm -hmm. Our biggest prayer is uh, fear in prayer is we're going to be disappointed by God's response. Um, but lament invites you into say that, man, like be vulnerable with God. Really just share the anger you're feeling. Like this isn't like this time isn't for you to feel like in a sense, like, oh, I got to play it safe. Like if you're going to lament, really share. Like I, I was, I, there's times where I'm sitting there and I'm in a long distance relationship with my fiance the whole time. And I'm like, God, why did we have to do it this mm -hmm, way? Mm -hmm. God, I'm so sad that she's not right next to me. God, why did my, why do you call my best friend to Australia? Mm -hmm. Why can't he be still here in Michigan with me? Why? Why does I woo have to end? Why does that? Why does life have to be so quick? Why does time? Why can't you slow time down for me? <laughs> um, um, and just sharing that, um, and that's what you got to do. Is first you got to just let it all out. Don't try to make it neat. Don't try to make it nice. 
don't try to put 12 point font in your thoughts or times new Roman. Like this isn't a paper. This is your heart that you're offering Mm. before the Lord. And then the next thing to sit with that is to get into the solitude and silence and sit with the Lord and allow him to point out the people you can begin to depend on. The biggest lie we can be told is that we don't have to depend on anybody. But Jesus would say that love God and love your neighbor. So in the same sense, depend on God, but also depend on your neighbors, depend on your body. I, I desperately think that sometimes we forget that in lament, we're saying, God, why don't you speak? And he said, and often God puts people in our lives to, he will speak through them and that we can be vulnerable with Galatians six says, carry each other's burdens. That is, that is as clear as day, like carry each other's burdens. So I wonder if too, like, I think you're on step Mm -hmm. three. I don't know if you have more steps than this, but I think one of the things, uh, maybe one of the reasons why we don't lament or at least in a Mm -hmm. healthy way is the step three you're on is we don't take the time for that solitude and silence. Mm-hmm. We are just moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And so we're stuffing our feelings. We're stuffing our hurt. We're stuffing our, our, uh, this, this, and we don't have the grieving prof process. Mm-hmm. Um, we are not weeping and mourning. We're stuffing yeah. it or we're just sweeping it under the carpet. And we're ignoring it and we're just moving on. And when that happens, our soul is not healing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we, that's part, part of the grieving process and to move through things is to mourn. It is mm-hmm. to weep. It is to kind of, and I think that, so this, I think the solitude and silence is an important step for us to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I love what you said too, then who are the people that God has placed around us mm-hmm. that we can depend on, that we can trust, mm-hmm. that will speak back mm-hmm. into our lives, life mm-hmm. and yeah. breath and, yeah. uh, uh, and maybe sometimes just sit with us mm-hmm. in that morning. Mm-hmm. And that, these are the, those are the points where you really have to lean on what you know to be true. Like I didn't feel God's presence in those isolation moments. I didn't, like that was really hard. I was in like, if you guys have ever read the book, The Dark Night of the Soul, that's what mm-hmm. I experienced mm-hmm. for four months. And um, wow, that was, that was tough because I, I, I have a close relationship with the Lord and I never experienced something like that but I depended on what I know to be true. Mm-hmm. Lamentations 3, he says, I remember my bitterness, I remember my gall, but this I know and this I count on. The Lord's great love will prevail. It is good to wait for the Lord. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning I woke up, it was hard to get out of bed. Mm. Because of God's mercies, I was able to get up out of bed. Um because of the people I depended on others around me. Um, and practically, um, as pastors for us here, John Mark Homer said that if you want to be a pastor, you have to know you are inviting pain into your life. Mm. You're inviting heaviness. And you need to learn, not only learn how to lament for yourself, but lament with others. And that is the fourth step yeah. is the fourth and final step is knowing the hope that is before you, knowing God's character, knowing the suffering that he's experienced, knowing that Jesus himself is sitting there and was isolated. He was abandoned. All of his friends, his disciples left him. And then all these people praising him are suddenly cursing him. 
Jesus knows what it's like to feel abandoned. Jesus knows what it's like to sit there at the garden of the Gethsemane and say, not my will, but your will be done. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't want to do this, but God, I, I need to do this um, because this is your will. Um, Jesus reflects to us continuously what lament really is in his posture. And um, so I'd say that's the hope that we have. And that's what brings us out of it is that we begin to realize, oh my gosh, I have people that want to carry my burdens mm-hmm. with me. Oh my gosh. The, Jesus has experienced this too. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Jesus has brought his people through this numerous times before. Joseph sat in prison for seven years and he was told that he was going to rule Egypt. <laughs> and he sat in prison and he ministered. He was a, he was put into a leadership position there, but he was in prison. They, the person he got out of prison, they covered, forgot about him. Forgot about him. Um, there's not one character in the Bible that didn't have to lament. Yeah. You know, Dan, when I was reading your work on this, and mm. here we are, you know, we, we joke around that that we're not old, we're just a little bit seasoned. <laughs> we're seasoned veterans, mm-hmm. we're weathered. But what I learned at my age mm-hmm. is when I was your age, mm-hmm. I didn't know how to lament. So what I did is I just buried it. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people are listening to the podcast right now are experiencing what you are talking about and this will be huge for them don't Mm -hmm. do what i did in fact i thought god would be disappointed Mm -hmm. in me if 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 i came to him with my doubts Mm -hmm. if i came to him and said i i don't get this i i didn't want to i didn't want to come across to him like i i I was his guy Mm. And I didn't want to come across to anybody else like that. So mm-hmm. when I was experiencing the same thing you're experiencing, which is really, mm-hmm. is it's really common to come from this experience of you're mm. doing fusion with 3,000 yeah. people and you're every day hanging out mm. and you're living in community 24-7. Yeah. And anytime you want coffee or food, mm. it's there or mm-hmm. people. Yep. And all of a sudden in 12 seconds, you cross that, that stage, yes. you get your diploma and now you're in a whole world. You're in the middle world. of Michigan and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. And you're alone. Bro. Because I true. That happened to me and I moved to Roanoke, Virginia. And I remember sitting in that office. It's like And nobody's there. Nobody's there. It's like, <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. It's it is it's nothing that you can like it's nothing a classroom can prepare you for. And this is what I'm gonna say is like, if they made a class at this hour, would that be great? But you have to experience it. You have, this is one thing. Lament is not something you, I learned about lament. I learned about sorrow and people would warn me. Like, it's not like people would say that, but oh, that's two years away. That's one year away. Or I got it figured out. Yeah. But you, you can't get away because that's our humanity is community is the heart of the kingdom. And when we're feel separated from that, it like hurts. And then to what you're saying, Charlie, any leader that believes that, then you believe that you can't be fully known and fully loved. Mm -hmm. That if Jesus really fully knew what you were experiencing, or if people really fully knew that you as a pastor were not going through something, then they wouldn't love you. They wouldn't believe in your leadership. They wouldn't believe in all that. And guess what? That, that I would say this is that if a student told you that, or one of your congregation members told you that, would you agree with them? Mm-hmm. No. But you, and again, the first step is laying down your title. That's where you become a son purely and say, Father, um, 
Father, I need you. Mm. Well, I think there's so much, there's so much like, um, intimacy mm-hmm. with Jesus and wisdom that's birthed out of suffering. Mm-hmm. And we can't ex- yeah. we can't even begin to experience some of that mm-hmm. without going through some of that suffering. And I think the other thought is, you know, if Jeremiah is the um, mm-hmm. author of Lamentations, which we believe he is, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the lament was over the destruction of Jerusalem yep. and the temple. Mm-hmm. And so we need to also keep in mind that you know, the, the small stuff in life, we need to have this emotional fortitude, <laughs> the strength of oh, character yeah. to handle disappointments in life. But where there is significant loss, the loss of friendships, mm-hmm. the loss of a child, the loss of uh, a friend, yeah. uh, the loss of of something that's significant in yeah. your life, that is where we need to take the time to mm-hmm. to mourn, to yeah. weep, to lament. Mm-hmm. And then this, this skill that you talked about mm-hmm. last, this idea of that scripture commands us to rejoice yeah. with those who rejoice, to mourn with those who mourn, mm-hmm. and how to do that with others in community, with the body, is is definitely something that helps us come out mm-hmm. of that. But I want us to remember, what is it that's significant loss in your life? Lament. Take the time to lament on those significant mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And then ask God for emotional fortitude for the, the small stuff in life that's yeah. just, okay, I need to be resilient right? Mm-hmm. I need to do hard things. Mm-hmm. I need to stay in the fight. I can't mm-hmm. just check out. Yeah. And so there's this, this tough balance, I mm-hmm. think. And I think sometimes we get it confused. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think we just need to be tough all the time, yeah. or we just need to just completely crash over everything. <laughs> and I think there is some balance in this. Mm-hmm. It's proper for us to lament. Yep. That's beautiful. Dan, mm-hmm. it's been so cool having you, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, and all these type of things. You remember in class, we talk about like information. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can glean, you can Google all kinds of information, but mm-hmm. understanding to really understand anything, you've got to suffer. Yeah. Bro, thanks mm-hmm. for being here, man. No Absolutely. problem. Thanks for having me, hey, guys. Can, can you join us in, in our outro? What's the outro? Just follow the leader. Okay. Follow me. Okay. Boom. Boom. And boom. We would like to thank the School of Theology and Ministry at Indiana Western University for allowing us to use their podcast studio and their facilities. I also want to thank the Called Collective for producing all of our podcasts. The Called Collective seeks to equip the next generation of ministry leaders. To find out more information, visit thecalledcollective.org or check us out on Instagram at the Called Collective. Once again, thank you for listening to a couple of old guys. Talking about ministry principles, we have over 70 years of ministry experience, and we'll see you next week.